welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. Welcome on to this edition of the Kona Edge, and I really need to get better at this. I have literally just recorded this whole thing and looked down and realized I forgot to push record. So note to self, press the record button. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, I'm having one of those days, but it is a long weekend, so I'm in holiday mood. Although I am working, someone's got to pay the bills and uh, yeah, get a podcast out for you. So that's exactly what I am doing. And uh, yeah, mentioned yesterday it was Freedom Day here in South Africa and because it fell on a Thursday. Uh, most of the schools around the country were closed today and uh, Monday is a public holiday too. So a really nice long weekend, lots of celebrations happening around the country. It's, uh, it's an important weekend for us uh, in the history of South Africa and the, the greater scheme of things. So yeah, fabulous times. Got some riding in yesterday, which was awesome. And uh, yeah, going to get some nice running and uh, more riding in this weekend too. So that's uh, good stuff. Hopefully you're having uh, a good training weekend planned coming up over the next few days. And uh, on today's podcast, we're going to be chatting some biking, and I'm joined by a returning guest, Tim Ray, who's uh, done some fabulous things on the bicycle, incredible, incredible athlete, and he's going to share some of his tips and uh, strategies on uh, the things that he's done to get better on the bike over time. I also mentioned yesterday that uh, I'm in talks with some brands globally with regards to giving away some stuff here on the Kona Edge, and uh, I'm probably going to make the first announcement next week sometime where I'll tell you exactly what you could be in line for if you're a patron of the Kona Edge. If you want to find out more about becoming a patron, all you have to do is head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash support. That's the website to get to while you're there as well. You can get the details of our surprise, surprise interview, which is happening on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. If you're listening to this when we record it on Friday, you've got a few days left to uh, get all the details. It is Tuesday, the 2nd of May, chatting to an incredible professional athlete who's done some amazing things. Former Ironman 70.3 world champion, uh, long distance uh, triathlon world champion, multiple Ironman and 70.3 champion. So uh, massive pedigree, huge, huge pedigree and i'm stoked to have them on so next week tuesday is when that's happening uh, and that uh, you can get all the details on the patron page as well so go check that out that's theconaes.com forward slash support coming up next before we chat to tim ray uh it's time to touch base with our coaches corner It's time for today's Coach's Corner. If you're an athlete looking for a coach, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, we've got access to some of the best triathlon and Ironman coaches around. If you'd like to find out more, uh, hook up with one of our coaches, whether you need help with a swim, bike, run, or nutrition, all you have to do is head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. You can get all the details there. Check out all the coaches that uh, we've got access to. And don't forget, too, if you are a coach and you would like to get access to uh, the podcast and get uh, a bit of a plug on the podcast, all you have to do is head over to that same URL, okay? It's thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. Uh, scroll down to the bottom of the page and you can get all the details there. So that's thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. Head back to Australia now to catch up with uh, Tim Ray. Tim, welcome back onto the Kona Edge. Uh, it's good to good to chat again. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for me back on. It's uh, it's always good to catch up for a chat. Well, let's talk about your bike, Tim. And I haven't asked you this, but out of the the three disciplines, which which would you say is your your strongest? Which would you say is your weakest? Um, oh, I mean, I'd probably say my bike's the strongest. Um, again, it was sort of the way with everything when I was growing up in sport. Um, 
I did never have and was never brilliant at one thing or sort of quite good, but not quite good enough at everything. Um, and sort of having run, I sort of started triathlon knowing, you know, that my run was all right. And it's never, it has been a very strong point for me. Um, the bike's definitely been a strength, which I'm continuing to work on now. And I probably in, I probably least enjoyed the swim the most. Um, but as I mentioned on the earlier podcast, it's, it's something I've been working hard at and I'm, I've really taken to it as a, a new focal point for my training and really tried to put in the hours and, and improve. And it's, it's certainly something that's coming along, but yeah, I'd definitely say uh, the bike as I guess a lot of triathletes would, who particularly wouldn't have a swimming or a running background. They, um, they definitely tend to enjoy, uh, enjoy the time on the bike. It's interesting. You, I mean, you had to think long and hard about that. So they, they're obviously pretty similar, even though your bike is, is the strongest. And you mentioned the ITU guys that are coming into the 70.3 and they've got no weaknesses. Sometimes having uh, the three disciplines fairly evenly matched is, is a, b- a bit of an advantage. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. I mean, I, I would never like, and you know, not that I am or not that it's just a different style of racing, but getting into a race and knowing that you've got one leg where and one discipline where people are going to make up time on you. Um, I mean, you could be under the circumstance where you're not a terrific swimmer. Everyone's blowing you out of the water, but you're an amazing bike runner and it's always about clawing your way back and hopefully not running out of time to get to the front by the end. Um, or then on the other case, you know, you could be, be a strong biker, but not be the best of runner. And it's sort of a game of cat and mouse. Once you get on the bike that, you've got these young ITU guys and some of the top level athletes who are getting out there. And I mean, I think Javier Gomez ran a 110 in Dubai not long ago. And I mean, if you've got guys like that who, I mean, I doubt you're going to be getting to T2 ahead of him, but if you've got guys running times like that in races, it's um, unless you're right up there, you're not going to be uh, you're not going to be out the front for very long. So. Yeah, I was going to say, unless you're one of the Brownleys, you've got no chance. But, uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic performance in Dubai that was. Let, let's talk about some of the things you've done over time that you think have, have really improved your, your performance on the bike. Um, I think it's definitely, and I mean, one thing that you probably hear thrown around, um, getting a bike fit is a massive, massive influencer for bike performance. Um, I was lucky to get mine done by a guy in Sydney at 3D Bike Fit, um, Ryan, and he's fitted over the years, uh, Crowey, Tim Burkle, Jake Montgomery, a couple of, you know, really top-level Ironman 70.3 athletes. Um, and just getting in a good position where you're comfortable and, you know, you can get out of good power but but not chew into what you can get on the run and not, not sort of fatigue yourself too much. So I think getting a bike fit and getting that right from day one is, is certainly paramount. Um, and then it's obviously getting in and getting the work done and, you know, making sure it's a mix of, I mean, there's so many aerobic miles that have to be done to get the base up. Um, but you don't want to be doing too many. And, you know, a lot of guys will talk about, you know, having guys who train less who sort of get rid of the junk miles on the bike and it's, they sort of get in, get done what they have to and get off and, you know, shorter, harder rides, whether they be on the trainer or, or intervals, you know, on hills or whatever, as opposed to, five, six-hour rides, I mean, they both serve a purpose um, and quite dependent on the uh, the stage of your training schedule and, and what you got racing. But, yeah, I mean, there's just such a variety of things you can do. And as far as putting it down to, you know, even a handful of things, 
there's just so much that needs to be done. And especially if you want to see results and it's something that I've worked hard on um, to sort of see my bike times come down and my outputs go out. Um, yeah. You've just really got to focus and, and work pretty much work hard. That's all there is to it. Let's talk about some of the things you enjoy doing and uh, the bike. It's the discipline you spend the most time on uh, those long rides uh, for most people in the build up to an Ironman, particularly towards the end are, uh, you, you get to a point where you just had enough. What What are some of the things you love doing? Do you enjoy those long ones? Do you like the, the shorter, more in, intense sort of workouts? Uh, tell me about your favorites. Um, I guess I enjoy a variety. And I mean, some I know some guys who really hate the long, just steady, ticking along five, six hour rides. Um, and then I know other guys who sort of hate hard interval work, you know, an hour where you might be on the trainer inside, but it's just flat out the whole time. Um yeah, it was funnily enough, in my two builds towards the two Ironmans I did last year, Ironman Canada and then Kona, um, I actually really enjoyed enjoyed the long rides of just getting out there and physically riding, you know, 150, 160, uh, 180Ks. Um, and it was still at, I guess at the start, it was the challenge of getting it done, just, just making the distance. Um, and then as some sort of, establish myself and being able to ride longer distances more regularly and have gotten stronger on the bike. It's growing up in Sydney. I mean, it's definitely not flat and I love riding. I love riding hills. I love, I love high power sort of seated hill repeats. Um, there's a great, a great sort of climb here in Sydney at Bob and head 20 minutes North out of the city. And, you know, sometimes I can get a, you might have a bike, a bike ride of, you know, 40 to an hour, easy spin warm up or sort of ride up there and maybe stop for a coffee on the way. And then you sort of head down into the national park there. And I might have eight, eight minutes at, you know, Ironman 70.3 power. And I'll do those sort of repeating climbing up the climb back out of the national park and a workout like that. I mean, yeah, there's a very difference in doing those at the power on flat as opposed to the hill, but I just find the hills conditioning wise and I've, put it down to something where I've built some, some good strength on the bike. It's just, it's just a different type of riding and it's just, it's a very strong position and it's, um, it's something that having the hills and doing a lot of hill riding, I think it's definitely helped me to, uh, to establish myself on the bike. Yep. And as they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a couple of days there and the, uh, we've had a pretty hot summer this year and I remember a couple of days there, we were down there in the, uh, low to mid forties and it was, uh, yeah, tell you what, it nearly killed us that day, but it's uh, yeah, definitely you get you get through it and sort of tick them off one by one, and um, yeah, no, exactly. You sort of you put in the hard work when you have to, and then it sort of uh, it all turns around on race day. So yeah, unfortunately, there's no there's no substitute for hard work. I've never heard of anybody who's drowned uh, in their own sweat, but uh, yeah, it's one of the one of the necessary evils, I guess, and that's why why we do it. Tim, thank you so much for your time here on the Cone Edge. Much appreciated. We uh, look forward to catching up again next time. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, Brad. Thank you for joining us, uh, and I hope you enjoyed Tim's take on the bike. Before I go, a quick uh, update for you on our iTunes reviews. If you haven't left one yet, so you stand in line to win yourself an Ironman entry, the website to get to is thekonaedge.com forward slash win. 
and I got one in from Angus Mack uh, in Australia down under. G'day, Angus, and thanks for your support. By the way, Angus is one of the patrons of uh, the Cone Edge. He said, recently discovered this and now has made it part... Oh, let me start that again because I can't read. Angus didn't write that, by the way. That was me trying to read. Uh, Angus, let me read it as he wrote it. It might make sense then. Uh, Angus said, discovered this recently and now make it part of my day. Educational and incredibly motivating. Uh, Brad asked the questions I'm thinking and would ask. He gets it. Uh, we need sites like Brad's to grow the sport and bring people together. Keep up the great work. Angus, you, sir, are a star. Thank you. Gave us a five-star review, and that's how you read it the way it's supposed to be. Or, or You know what I'm saying. I'm having one of those. It's weekends. Have a great one. We'll chat on Monday. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Kona Edge. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for the Kona Edge. Yeah.